Welcome to episode 20, Toss a Coin to Your Witcher, O Valley of Plenty, a story mode, a video game podcast brought to you by Fan Critical. I'm your host, Jesse Munro, and I'm joined tonight by the super group, Simon Evans. Hello. Keelan Simpson. Hey. Josh Cotter. Hi. Laura McLean. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is Mario falling off of a cliff. <laughs> wow. We've got the super group here. We've got the whole story mode gaming group here. Big announcement. Hey. We're hey. adding we're adding folks in. You know, you know these, these two crazy kids we've been getting in the episodes lately? They're part of the team. So Josh and Lauren, welcome. Thank um, you. Thank you. Dear, welcome, dear Josh listener, and Lauren. It Thank will become you. apparent what we're doing in due time. But um, hold on to your butts, <laughs> as they say. We got some stuff coming, and butts we trust, and butts we trust, and it's all good. Speaking of good, how are we all doing? Yeah, good. Yeah, staying warm. Yeah. Lauren does sound like she's teetering on death. (laughs) Yes. Don't die. Uh, Currently, uh, yes, teetering over the edge. Hence my wow. I'm practicing. <laughs> practicing. Your big moment. I've got the penguin. You got to ground pound hands. at the last second. You're just gonna throw <laughs> it off the edge first. It's well, fine. It's yeah. Fine. I'm sorry if I clear my throat a lot. I'll try not to. Fine. I'll try not to. It's all good. It's all good. Because if you do, we can just play some music over it. And speaking of music, not the fourth segue, but I'll work with it. Mm. Yeah, not not your smoothest. So, like, when we think, when people think of video game music they think of osts original soundtracks music that's written for the game so you've got like zelda and halo and final fantasy and simon's very happy that i just mentioned zelda yeah Uh, (laughs) not gonna deny that those are all specifically made for games so they they have a certain sense of grandeur and purpose in a game but not all games can work with that some games get licensed music so this is music that you hear on the radio music that has existed and they pop it in, and sometimes it works really, really well. It's like a symbiotic relationship where it makes the game better. But more often than not, it actually makes you go to explore more artist. That's why I like it. Do so I discover, like, thought, most of my music interests? A hundred percent. It was video games and these take-action charity, like, music mixes. I can't remember where the money went to. But it would be like two discs, you know, 30 songs and all different artists. I'm like, yes, please. Oh, God. <laughs> we got a, a kitty on the setup. <laughs> we have a cat on the loose. <laughs> They're all chasing each other. They've they don't got, come back. The cat was, They've all got the zoomies. The cat was huge. <laughs> it was huge, kitty. Oh. <laughs> it, was a, it was a bit of a, a critter. A criterion. A criterion. Oh, that oh, was sort of a segue to my first game. God. Burnout Takedown. So... Just close your eyes and think back to the spring, at least, of 2004, okay? You've just seen Shrek 2. <laughs> You've come home. You don't have school for a few days. I was in year 10 at the time. Your hat's on backwards because punk. And you sit down in your PlayStation and you fire up Burnout Takedown. Burnout Takedown, to me, has the greatest soundtrack of all time. This It was like an American Pie sort of thing, where the music was such such of its time. It was like a little time capsule of like this pop-punk teen angst bullshit. And it was 
totally my business. I, mm. I, I loved every second of it. So Burnout Takedown is a racing game, believe it or not, um, wow. with a real emphasis on speed, it crashes, and just aggressive driving. So you need a soundtrack that has a lot of energy and makes you a little bit, a little bit angsty. This was perfect. I mean, energy, you had like Franz Ferdinand, This Fire. That song's fucking rad. It's still going to be pumped. I listened to all these songs before I recorded, and that's why I'm a little bit energetic right now. Okay. <laughs> it's funny that you say um, energetic when you're talking about an album that represents the lazy generation. Am I right, Jesse? Can you edit? Can you just edit all of Josh out of That's the theme song. <laughs> edit out. Edit them out. God damn it. Oh, how can I get this? I, I, I want to be sedated. Okay, this episode is going to have so many puns. We're going to have puns in this episode until we can stop breathing by Yellow Card. Yes, <laughs> did it. Um, yeah, I mean, speaking of Yellow Card, this is how I found Yellow Card. Yellow Card went on to be one of my favorite bands. Jimmy World, Motion City Soundtrack. I'm Not Okay by My Chemical Romances on this one. Damn, Trust really? me on that. From First to Last is on it. Which is like from first to last, and it's a racing game. I get it. Yeah, that's, that's appropriate. I Feet see it. Appropriate. Though it's encouraging you to do the wrong thing. It's encouraging you to lose. Oh shit! You're right. <laughs> Damn it. Why didn't we think? Yeah, but of that? I don't want to do what Sunny Moore had to tell me. Because I'm like Sunny Moore. One day you're going to become Skrillex. I know this. I'm not going to do what you tell me to. I'm going to come first. Um, and also had one of the greatest songs to ever start a race with. Um, right side of the bed by Atreyu. That dun, dun, oh my da, god! Dun, really? Oh my god! And then it like kicks in and you go off. On, oh my god! I have so much like adrenaline in my body now. <laughs> There's another reason this album and game means a lot to me, and this is something that I'll get into maybe down the track in another episode. Is I was partially disabled at the time when I was playing this. I had broken my arm and received and gotten really bad nerve damage in it to the point where they t- said I probably wouldn't be able to move my fingers again. Um, I can. That's why I play video games still. Um, <laughs> but what I would do games? is I'd come home from school and I would put my chin on the analog stick. I could still push down very lightly with my fingers on my left hand. So I could still use the uh, triggers and I'd just have my chin and I'd play for like hours after school. So maybe, maybe that has just painted my sort of picture of this. Soundtrack. Your parents would have been the- so disappointed, man. Oh, they, they were before that, and they they are after. It's going to be a great opportunity for him to pick up some new hobbies. How about drawing, Jesse? I can't hey. can't talk right now. I'm trying to play with my mouth. <laughs> Playing games. Yeah. I'm being cool. He's like <laughs> licking the analog stick. Like, oh, yeah. Blah. yeah, no, no. I mean, my parents wanted me to do something cool. I thought I'd rise against. Oh, rise against. Paper Wings was on this one as well. Oh, Paper I'm Wings is. So Such sorry, there's going to be so many fucking puns. Yeah, Honestly, right, just it got me to rise me against. This now. is sick. So my perfect miss was I would play Silver Lake Southbound playing Road Rage. Road Rage was a mode where you basically just have to hit other cars up the road, Road Rage style, and you get points for that. Um, I would kind of... There were a few songs I didn't care for, and I would, I would turn them on mute, didn't need them, I could skip over them. So I had about a course group of about 15 songs. I would play over and over again doing the same track, Silver Lake Southbound, with the same muscle car in red. And I would do that for like four or five hours a night. <laughs> what can I say? It's a good game. Um, now, 
I always thought everyone liked the soundtrack. Have you guys? I mean, you guys have played the game. Love nope. it. Not for years. Negative. All right. <clears throat> Do you like the soundtrack, Josh? Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. I, like Burnout's was- like one of those franchises that needs to come back. Like it, it was up there with Tony Hawk. So like, yeah, I need this. <laughs> like, I, I think know, like that's the a fair high statement. Octane actually. like. Extreme games, yeah. yeah. Tony Hawk and Burnout stuff. Yeah, I, I miss them so much. I've mentioned this in previous episodes, and I feel like this is actually really relevant. I feel like it sort of occupies that sort of like the top end of like middle tier games where they're pretty good overall. They're not going to blow your mind. They're not going to be revolutionary or anything. They're not going to completely change the way games are played. But they're just fucking good games. Yeah, and like I feel like that's exactly the the niche that they occupy, and I feel like that's sort of fallen to the wayside these days. And you're really right, good party game. They need to come back. Not as in like multiplayer, but it was a really good pass the controller game. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Road rage, and you pass the controller along. Um, now mm-hmm. this got really good reviews. This game, but I went back to them today, and I was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll see what they thought of the soundtrack. Universally panned. Why? Every review I read. Despite giving the games nines, nine point fives, Bs, uh, I don't know what other what other things that they used to mark Ooh. games with. <laughs> How many blueberries? Badge for the fan critical people listening in. Blueberries, exactly. <laughs> um, none of them liked it, and they all picked on this fucking one song, "Lazy Generation." <laughs> <laughs> it was a okay song. <laughs> there was a song that was like really pushed in the marketing. It was called Lazy Generation. I believe it was called by the by the F-Ups. It's just like butt rock. Like it's just some of the like, oh, it's like Metal rock. Gear Rising tier, just like Ooh. cheesy it, kind of stuff. Is it but, Sonic? Yeah, dude, like it's Sonic like Adventure level. 2 style. Yeah, it's, oh. it's up there. I love, I love the vibes, man. I just love it. Just mid-2000s. Hate that sort of, yeah. It, it fits man. it. So perfectly. Like Burnout Taken is such like a Chad of a game. <laughs> it has this like, <laughs> like, you know, if it was like a real person, it would, tr- it would have like peroxide hair and try to steal your girlfriend sort of thing. <laughs> so I think having that sort of butt rock song associated with it, it worked really well. Mm. Moving along to a, another form of game that I wish would return the whole like peripheral music game, Keelan. Guitar Hero 3. Legends of Rock. Oh, yeah. What a game. Oh, man. What a game. game. I still think it is the peak of that entire genre of games as Mm -hmm. far as mechanics Mm. go. Yeah. Um, Man, that game felt amazing. Um, Okay. Did you guys buy into the whole, like, plastic instrument Craze oh yeah! Oh yeah. yeah! Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. When you say oh, buy yeah. into, I did not buy, but I would go to my friend's house. <sighs> Dude, I've got two like, drum kits. I've got yes. three guitars somewhere in the garage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always <laughs> found, one- as a drummer, sorry, I always found the drums really awkward. Didn't like them. Loved the yeah. guitars though. Yeah, absolutely. Is that an excuse you're making up for not being good at the drum, the guitar hero? It's all right, man. Oof. Yeah. All right. Cause Cause I didn't I ask to be that, was, like that, was the, that was the excuse I used to make. Or playing guitar, it's like, nah, nah, man, this, I need, I need them four strings, bass player, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> no, it, it, it's, it's to do with like the layout and the angle of the drums. I, I, I hate it. Real it small, doesn't... yeah. Yeah, they're very small. Think... You need to hit the center of it properly or else it doesn't register mm. all the time. And, ah, well, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, my brother's that's what you were saying. He always said the same thing when we played. But then again, he was always kind of like, you know, get a bad score and be like, oh, it's just the drums are just not the same. They, just, they don't have they don't have that specific drum that I always. There's have. delay. It's del- it's all the delay on it. It's like I can't. Oh, I actually think that 
there's a lot to be said for the drum kit. I think it teaches people like who have no understanding of musical instruments like solid fundamentals. Well, the drum kit at least, not the guitar. Rhythm skills. Yes and no. Like with like keeping rhythm and stuff, and like actually moving your arms in that kind of way. But yeah, no, that is interesting. And yeah, like I remember like trying to learn drums and I was like, oh man, I can't help but want to move both my arms at the same time. And it's like, no, you've got to disconnect that part of your brain and you have to go, no, left and right do different, different <laughs> things. And I think, yeah, the guitar games were good for that sort of thing. Absolutely. So got to give them credit there. Yeah. But I think overall the drums themselves were shit. And it really Now Guitar me. Hero 3 was the last game in the Guitar Hero series to have only guitar. It wasn't mm-hmm. like an option to, to have vocals or anything like that, but you could play bass. So Jesse, don't worry, it's yeah. all good. Um, yeah. Easy mode. <laughs> it that, was though. That was, it was at that point. It was the easy mode, the little brother mode that. for me. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was the little brother. So, um, <sighs> so the soundtrack that they they put together for this game is absolutely incredible. So there's a lot of like really like old classic songs. Um, they got like cover bands to do covers of these songs so there's there's a lot there that isn't the original stuff but there is a lot that is original there's even a song one of my personal favorites from the game which was re-recorded by the band um, oh shit, i don't song? know if it was for the um for the game itself but uh it's cult of personality by living color ah, yeah. nice mm-hmm. yeah. see like oh. i know a lot of the songs were covers in this game but the covers were decent enough they were good Okay. Yeah, like, I had no, no fault with them. No, but this um, actually brings up a, an interesting point where the first Guitar Hero game, which obviously, you know, kickstarted this whole thing, almost every song was a cover. Almost yep. every yeah. single one. Mm. And it was Guitar Hero 2, they started to get more people on board and licensing, so it started to work properly. But still, I think it was about 50-50. And then I think for three onwards, it was basically like 90% original recordings. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then only, only like 10% were covers. There yeah. was some really interesting stuff that happened in that as well, but like I guess some of the standout tracks from from uh, Guitar Hero Three for me were "Bulls on Parade" by Rage Against oh, the yeah. Machine. Oh man, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as well, you know, this is like a guitar focused game, so you're gonna have to have some like guitar focused songs by like nerdy guitar people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, "Cliffs of Dover" by Eric Johnson. What oh, an incredible that was song! So good. Yeah, amazing. Oh. I, I, that was the first time I'd ever heard Eric Johnson, and I was like, "Whoa, holy crap!" I have to listen to more of this. Kind and of also, stuff. the artist—I think. Correct me if I'm say, if I've got his name wrong, but was it Buckethead? Yes. Um, yeah, his song that appears in that game originally just didn't have a title, and he had to create a name for it for this game. <laughs> they reached out to him and, and like, and, hey, and we, we want to include by his this pseudonym of Buckethead. He's not great with names. <laughs> <laughs> But they were like, hey, man, we want to include this song, but we need to like have a listing. Like, We need to have a name for it. Is there a name for it? He was like, uh, no. <laughs> Let me think of one. <laughs> and got back to them like a week later and went, call it that. Is I that liked, what it's called? I, Probably I like not. that as well because there's like this huge like differing genres and stuff. You oh, have totally. your, like yeah. guitar pop bands as well. You've got um Helicopter by Block Party, uh Reptilia oh by the Strokes. What a good song. Whoa. Oh what another good song. 
both of them incredible songs and then you've got like the devil went down to georgia like that oh. weird country cover thing um, which whipped my ass every Gavin time i tried to play Gavin it Kevin the yeah. boss battle against the devil himself yeah. man oh. yeah that was so oh. cool. oh my god i'm having flashbacks to that that is so cool <laughs> but yeah i think um i think like guitar hero 3 nailed it guitar hero 1 yeah was a lot of like newer bands and stuff you got like some 41 even and stuff but here they had like awesome newer bands combined with the old classics. So it wasn't completely dad rock, you know, but mm. it wasn't also all this young people crap, you know, but <laughs> it had sabotage exactly. by Beastie Boys. Yeah. I was happy. Oh yeah. Now, mm-hmm. Isn't this, it's Guitar Hero 3, correct me if I'm wrong, that had the Guitar Hero song in it. Yes, this is the song. Yes. We're going to get to that. But before yeah. we do, there's one thing that for me was like incredible at the time. Um, something that happened which kind of blew my mind and it's got like a, a story that that sort of resonates outside of the gaming space as well so metallica released their 2008 album death magnetic in its entirety as downloadable content for guitar hero 3 on the day that it came out mm-hmm. so you could play this entire <laughs> thing in guitar hero 3 i bought Wait. it on the day it was incredible was Death Magnetic their really shitty album with the really bad snare? No, that's uh, Saint Anger, I think. Ah, okay. Um, no. So, Death Magnetic... Anyone was w- With that being said, this is sort of related. Death Magnetic, the retail release, was mastered really hot and it sounded weird. So, the retail release didn't sound great. But the version of the, of the recordings in Guitar Hero were unmastered. So, people took the recordings from Guitar Hero 3 and they made their own like user mixes of it and uploaded oh, it to shit. the internet. It's crazy. Hmm. I love that story. How, did, how much did they sound noticeably better? Yeah, well, it's not a huge difference to so, like an ordinary person you you won't really notice, but there was a difference absolutely. God damn. Hmm. Very cool. You know who would notice? Herman Lee would notice. Herman Lee would notice. He's a massive <laughs> YouTuber now, did you know that? I I I I saw a video recently of like um he watched somebody nail um, playing through the fire and flames. And it was just like this dude, like hamming up every single note. And Herman Lee's like, what? Like, this isn't the song that I wrote. Do you guys remember how they introduced that song to you in Guitar Hero 3? It's like post game, right? It, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You finish the game. And then in the credits, they're like, here, yeah. play the hardest song in the game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's so crazy. Awesome. Through the Fire well, I mean, and Flames by Dragon Force. This song became such a meme. It, it, through the Fire and Flames by Dragon Force. It became such a meme. It was like, can you play it? If if you knew somebody good at guitar, it was like, can you play Through Fire and Flames? Uh, no. Well, you're shit then. <laughs> Get out of my face. Yep. It, I can it, play it, it on Xbox. The version of, <laughs> it became the version <laughs> of like, play Wonderwall. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like the... It was the try-hard Wonderwall. Wait, yeah. well, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is a wonder wall. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, man, through the fire and flames, I like. I can hear it in my head. But it is just genuinely an excellent song in every, like, facet. And I think it there's is. There's a particular so part good. when you're playing it, there's a particular part where it gets super, super fast and it just goes up the scale and it is. Like, I remember trying to play it. I, I think I tried to play this song once. I'm like, you know what? Like anything I try, if I'm not good at it straight away, I give up. So I gave <laughs> up on that song. I'd never tried it again. Well, Herman <laughs> Lee, Dragon Force, clearly video game fans, make Pac-Man noises with the guitar. It's cool. 
I guess he really had to go through the fire and flames to get that one. <laughs> oh, that, that joke was not grand. <laughs> Theft Auto Vice City, Simon, what up? <laughs> you know what? Just for effort alone, I've got to give you that. So well done. That was um, none. <laughs> that was but, none. <laughs> I know. But I was, I was trying to give you credit where it wasn't due. Anyway. I was like playing chess um, against myself that one. Like, I set up the board to win. <laughs> um, yeah, so GTA Vice City. Arguably, by many, considered the one of the best licensed soundtracks ever. Completely agree. So full good. stop, end of story. That's it. And fuck, it is so good. <laughs> I think a little bit different to the games that um, Keelan and myself have spoken about so far is the music in Vice City really sets the tone of the whole, the mm. whole game. I mean, 1986 Miami has a very particular visual style <laughs> and audio style. Like, you, you, I, I've shockingly, I've never been to 1986 Miami. Wow, but crazy. I imagine it would sound like this. Right. If I created a time machine and went to 1986 Miami and it wasn't actually like Vice City, I would probably just end it all right there. And then. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I've got the expectations set. That's what I want. Okay. <laughs> if you make a time machine, can you not go back there just in yeah, case? just yeah. in case. Yeah. I'm not going to take that risk. But no, um, <laughs> jokes aside, honestly, Vice City is just one of the... It's perfect time capsule of 1980s music and yes you've got the different radio stations which play different things but every single one has at least two or three cracking songs and like if you think about if you think about the soundtracks for like the gta games and how licensed they are even gta 5 incredible library of licensed sound like licensed songs and like really popular mainstream artists there's like two radio stations that i ever bother listening to yeah, and the back. rest of them, I th- the rest of them, I think, are garbage. Mm. <laughs> I think that's the same with the every GTA about- game, though. Pretty much, yeah, apart from Vice City. <laughs> apart from Vice City, that's the thing. I think the goal is that a lot of the songs we hear in the more modern GTA games is are songs that we've heard. We've heard a, a dozen, more than a dozen, mm. times, hundreds of times. Vice City are songs that we know or we are vaguely aware of, but they haven't been played to death. So whenever I played, I'm like, this always felt fresh to me, yeah. especially my standout radio station, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, was Radio Espantosa, which was all Latin jazz. <laughs> and it was so damn cool. I spent half my day listening to it. Latin jazz is such an amazing genre of music. And driving around in Vice City, in Miami, oh my God, I feel, I feel so fucking cool. <laughs> this is why Pitbull lives in Miami. <laughs> Because he's, he's a bit of a dickhead. But yeah, he's I like, I need to live somewhere cool. I have a confession. I played GTA Pitbull Vice City. Oh, oh, yes. Well, also, <laughs> in addition to that, um, I played GTA Vice City on PC and modded it. And I literally had just 50 cent songs in the blink. <laughs> Holy, Holy shit. shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh. Okay, so I've known Keelan for a very, very long time. And there's two sides of Keelan. It's there's a side that everyone knows. And then another side to him that's very hard to explain, but what you just said, Keelan, fits into that side of you to a T. You know like, it. I'm not actually that surprised <laughs> by you saying that. <laughs> also, that's fucking cool. Uh, so what were some of the standout tracks for you, Sai? 
I think I ran. Um, yes. Yep. Flock of Seagulls. Yeah. Hells yeah. I mm-hmm. think that is one of the standout tracks, but they're... It is just good overall. There's just there's just so many fucking good songs. So special shout out to um, "Waiting for a Girl Like You" by Foreigner, which I would yeah. sing, but you know, not time or place. Um, <laughs> and "Self Control" by Laura Laura Branigan, really underrated song on that. Um, listening to the soundtrack again today, and I I remember as I listened to the soundtrack today, I'm kind of having flashbacks to playing the game. Yeah. Um, and when "Self Control" came, I'm like, oh, I, I never knew who sang the song. I never paid that much attention, but I always really liked it. And I've popped it into a new playlist today because I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. It just fits the vibe. It's got such a, like, it's Scarface. The whole game is Scarface. <laughs> yeah. you know, it just makes you feel like, you know that somebody at Rockstar, they went to the sound department and they're like, hey, Jim, we need a 1980s Miami soundtrack. Like, can you do something? And then he turned around to the other guy in the sound recording booth who's just doing line after line of cocaine. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, dude, just take my mixtape. Like, it's all it's 50 all cent. Already. It's all 50 yeah. cent. <laughs> Keelan, get out of here. <laughs> well, 50 cent kind of moves us into the next one. No, it doesn't. No, no wait. Actually, you know what it does? Cocaine's a drug, so is speed. Some oh, people have a need shit. for speed. He need for speed underground too. He did it. Into club. He did it. Is this like a power that I have? It's like a shitty... Like, I'd be like the <laughs> person bullied at the X Academy in X-Men. It's like, what's your power? It's like, I can, turn, I can become fire. How about you? I just make... Pun- I force puns into conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the world's shittiest superpower. Get out. <laughs> like, you show up to a crime scene, like, everything's burned down and be like, ah. Oh. Well, I guess it's a bit too hot to handle. It's like, Jesse, 18 people died. <laughs> <laughs> Better than 19. Oh, oh, I'm oh, going to. What up with that? All right. Picture this, right? It's perpetually nighttime. Sometimes it yeah. rains. And I yeah. can't remember if there's ever any traffic on the road. But there's like, you know, a rockin' soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. there is. Um yeah. So Need for Speed Underground 2 was a game that I adored for some reason being a random teenage girl. Yeah, what? You are a horse girl. Yeah, right. Horse girls yeah. don't translate. Horse, horse girls and cars girls don't interact. Yes. For some you reason. Like, horsepower. <laughs> that one. That's a pun. Where that do I get these horsepower, sir? <laughs> Apparently wherever Need for Speed Underground 2 is is a uh, based. Um I don't even know where it was be based. LA? There's like spotlights. There's spotlights in LA. It's got an airport. Could be what, LA. What major cities have airports? None. Not Bendigo. <laughs> Not allowed to. No, no one's Ballarat. in the sky. No, no Ballarat. Ballarat. <laughs> I'm kidding. Bendigo does have an airport. Um Actually, actually, give, just very quickly looking mm. at um part of the soundtrack that's on Spotify. LAX. There, uh, which exactly. Is, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Exhibit. We could be Exhibit. detectives. We could be detectives. Story mode, video game music detectives. Guys, wrap up we the have podcast. A very we have niche a new market, of us, but okay? if you need like a hand. It. I like it. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't really know why I picked this game up. I'm pretty sure it's because I, I remember watching Fast and Furious when I was young. I don't know how yeah. young I was. I don't know when that movie came out. You just wanted a tuna well, this- sandwich, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the thing from the movie? This came out a year <laughs> after good. Too Fast to Furious. We're in a post oh. Too Fast to Furious well, world. I didn't watch that one. <laughs> we were in the afterglow of Too Fast to Furious and we had not yet been disappointed by Tokyo Drift. It was 2004, right? I think this came out in 2004. Uh, 2004 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I f- was 11. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, I just – I don't remember where I – it's one of those games where I remember having – but I don't remember where I obtained it or how. Because I feel like if I, I asked my easy. mother, like, could you get me Need for Speed Underground 2? She'd be like, absolutely not. Like, have G1 Jockey instead. <laughs> like, go for your life. <laughs> True you story. Wanna, you would be like, way. I mean, cool. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not angry with this. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but I think oh, we were listening to it the other day on Google and – um. It started playing like the opening, the main song, the opening song with it all, which is yes. a remix between The Doors and Snoop Dogg. So good which old, is what a mix. Rest in peace, Jim Morrison. But uh, Riders on the Storm featuring Snoop Dogg, where he raps solely about racing, um, which oh, is really so wonderful. Cool. But I remember catching the attention of my dad, actually, who's like a big music fan. And I remember him kind of being in the kitchen or something and being like, oh, that's The Doors. And I was like... Who are they? And he's like, well, let me tell you a story there about good old Jimmy Morrison and the doors. And then Snoop Dogg started and he got up and left. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Not a fan. His brain started squirming like a turd yeah. at that point. But an so interesting baffling thing. lyrics. <laughs> that was um, a thing that I liked about it so much is like you start off, because I mean, I played Midnight Club 2, which is obviously, I love the Fast and Furious and Midnight Club 2. And me and one of my other friends are all at street racing when we were like eight. <laughs> So, yeah. so I think like oh, yeah. it all kind of makes sense. But um, uh, yeah, I remember kind of playing this game being like, oh, it's going to be all like rap music, which I wasn't really into because like I said, I was 11 and a female and I was into Avril Lavigne. Um, but the Who interesting thing. wasn't into thing, Avril Lavigne, let's be honest. Oh, exactly. <laughs> um, interesting thing about boy. it. Oh, yeah. Said see you later, boy. Um, <laughs> is- wasn't good enough for her. <laughs> We could do this all day, Jess. Do you want to? We could. Let's really, just stop. really could. Let's just stop and go for it. Um, like during the menus and all that, it is perpetually. I'm looking at the the playlist at the moment. But during the uh, the menus, it is perpetually rap music. Like it's Chingy and uh, Snoop Dogg and uh, Terror Squad exhibit Fat Joe. Terror Squad. Oh, yeah. Lean back. Mm. Lean back. Lean back and um, damn, that's a good song. All that kind of stuff. But then, as you go, like as you actually start the game, that's where the music that I didn't realize is in my uh, playlist nowadays. That I remember, my brother, who was a big influence on my music tastes. Um, I remember years after playing the game, hearing songs like uh, "Give It All" by Rise Against and oh, uh, mm. the Celebration Lost song you. by Unwritten Law, kind of be playing out of yeah. his playing out of his bedroom. I remember like going in there and going, what are you listening to? I need to spin on the great triple. What are you doing? You play the game? What are you doing? Because he's not really a gamer. Like he likes games like, like Pokemon. But- like, Stop listening no, to it. No, I was like, Turn we have something Break in common. CD. This is my thing. Stop fighting with me. <laughs> we like the same stuff. Um, but yeah, like the game, I'm really sorry, Keelan. <laughs> oh God. Um, but yeah, like, it just opened up and I, like, I remember playing along and being like, you know, oh, yeah, you know, he's chingy. Like, oh, yeah, Snoop Dogg kind of talking about. You're vibing in the garage. You're hanging yeah. with the boys. Yeah, you know? that kind of yeah. stuff. And then all of a sudden I'm just like, I actually like all this music. 
including Spider Bait's Black Betty. <laughs> oh, who I remember oh, yes. being like, I was hoping you'd bring that up. Best fucking version of that song. And I wonderful. won't hear anything of Rayman Legends wants to speak to you. <laughs> <laughs> Can someone tell me what the lyrics to that song are? Because, like, it's been well, okay, Black right Betty, Bam Bam Jam. Oh, Black Betty, Bam Lamb, Black Betty got a. Child. 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 I, thought you, I thought they were saying John. Damn thing, Keelan. Gone wild. <laughs> Bamba Lamb. It was Bamba Lamb. Um, I think a special shout out needs to go to um, a song called I Need Speed by Capone. Yes. What a perfect song. That is a perfect song. It's all yeah. about racing fast. And it, Which really, I, just, it just it depicts it oh, so well. And I will say that good rap flow died that day because that was the peak. (laughs) (laughs) Because, man, the flow he's dropping that song, oh, boy. (laughs) See, the song, Um, I remember the song, sorry, Simon, one minute. The song that uh, I, it flattened everything out for me. So I'd I'd be playing the game, high intense racing, open world. I remember this was also one of the first games where I remember being in, I think I saw it before, Jackson Heights, that's what it was called. It was like the hill area and looking down at the city where there was um, spotlights just kind of flicking around and all that. And, you know, once again, showing my dad and being like, you see those spotlights down there? I can drive to those exact spotlights. Like, you can go there. You can go there. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can do that. It's not like it's not like those Pokemon games we play. I can, I can, I and can do that. And that was the day a game reviewer was born. Exactly. And I love drifting. Yeah. I, I, I did all the drifting missions up front because that was what I was best at. Um, amazing. And uh, drag Man, racing, I, miss- I was the worst. I was the worst at drag racing. And when I finally figured out how to do it properly and I finally got my car up to speed um, was like a mind-blowing day. But there was – I remember the whole soundtrack kind of being going through and being like, yeah, cool, like this is great, this is all good. And then uh, In My Head by Queens of the Stone Age would come on and that would just like mellow everything out. You know, I'd be like, oh, calm down. Oh, all right. Queen of the Stone Age, one of those bands that just appears in a lot of games. Jesse, can I hijack this conversation for an honourable mention? All right. Queens (laughs) of the Stone Age, as featured in Jack X Combat Racing. Oh, my God. You heard that, right? (laughs) It opens to like this super edgy scene where Jack's like murdering people in his car, blowing up bars and killing innocent people while Queens of the Stone Age are playing. (laughs) Now saying it's an edgy scene in a game called Jack X, which is combat racing, (laughs) to say that this game was, this scene was particularly edgy for the game is an understatement. All right, Josh, we are doing some sort of a spoiler cast on Jack X one day because of that whole part. Huge revelations. Race, you, you, there's a car you can't get. <laughs> that red one, you can't get it. Can't unlock it. it why have it? Fuck off. <laughs> but oh, just Christ. bringing the conversation back to Need for Speed Underground 2 for a second. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, be, because, I'll bring it back to Jack X eventually, don't worry. Because well, I'm going to actually divert it away from Need for Speed <laughs> as well. Because I never really gave Need for Speed a fair chance. How dare you? I personally much preferred Midnight Club 3. Oh, yes. And although the soundtrack, I would argue, is definitely inferior. Mm. Now, Midnight Club is one of the games that, like, I've played it. I know I've played it. I know I've finished it. But I'm surely I'm wrong. Did you have, like, powers in that game? 
like abilities. Oh, you could have rockets, like a, like a sonic wave and rockets and stuff like that. You didn't, you didn't have a sonic, uh, you didn't have a sonic wave. But like a base um, boost thing where you could like, was like a. Mm. So you had you had ni- you had nitrous, and then also if you like drifted behind a car for long enough, you could essentially get a free nitrous boost. Oh, like drafting. Um, yeah. yeah, like from drafting properly, and yeah, then you could get like a free boost but you had to time it properly and stuff why do i admit why do i remember having like some sort of sonic did i like hit my head while playing midnight club maybe probably maybe you were on something well i mean it doesn't hurt it kind of hurts still i've still got a little bit of uh phantom pain josh (laughs) phantom pain genius brilliant (laughs) stuff jesse so um what phantom pain's the Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain is probably, it has to be the most recent game we're going to talk about today, right? I think you're going to say it has to be the most recent game. I'm like, no, no, there have been games since. <laughs> more more games been, have come out since then. No games have mattered since then. Man Hunter came out recently, except for Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Five also takes place in the year 1986. Simon, oh, so I was, I'm actually, Wait, I think we do tread. Vice at, City. It- yeah. Wow. So I think we should, yeah. like, tread pretty similar, like, ground. Um, but, yeah, no, I love Metal Gear Solid Five Phantom Pain more than most people. Um, but, like, the soundtrack for sure is one of those things uh, where, like, every time I hear any songs from the soundtrack, I immediately think of, like, the crazy moments I had playing that game. Um and I, I played a lot of that game as well. Across Steam and PS4, I played over 400 hours. <laughs> oh, I'll just say so have I. I've played like 120. Yeah. 150. I didn't okay. think there was 400 hours worth of content. <laughs> so you finished the game more than they did. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But what a game. You, you got, you you got to spend more head. time with the game. You got to spend more time with the game than Hideo Kojima. Yeah. yeah. Can, do you, like, by the end, do you know who made it? <laughs> That seemed like a real mystery playing through the game. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it must have been like a thing you get the platinum. The trailers threw you off, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so we got all kinds of awesome music. We got like Aha, you know, mm-hmm. Take On Me. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. We got Asia, Billy Idol, The Cure. Oh, Friday I'm in I love. love. Oh, and so like the whole thing in this game is you find cassettes. Like it, it is, you don't just play the game and get the music. You actually have to go out of your way a little bit to find cassette tapes mm. around, which seems very appropriate and very real. So, like you said, you do start to associate moments that you were playing the game with music that you got. Yeah, like ab- like my highlight of the entire game was the moment I earned the platinum, and it was like four a.m. in the morning on what was it? Like a school night or some crap. I was still in school, and uh, like I was getting the platinum. Um, it was like 4.30 a.m. And I'd been retrying this mission over and over again to get uh, optional objectives that I had to get. Um, oh, no. And it was it was awful. And I spent like five hours straight doing it, but I just kept on like hitting my head against the wall and um, just listening to the music on repeat kind of thing. And like the moment I nailed the last thing, like um, the cure started playing and I just like, I was like, I was oh, just like a melted, I just melted away. And I still think of it every time I hear that song. So. Plays at work a lot. Cool. Plays, at, plays at work a lot. That's why I cry at work a lot. 
know. I always find oh, I you thought out it was the just back. <laughs> I thought it was just because your job was mildly depressing. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Smith knows my pain more than anyone else ever could. But also, uh, the game kind of like introduced me to David Bowie. Um, it, where I'd listened to Bowie before, for sure, but I'd never actually gone out of my way to kind of be like, oh, this is my music. This is something I'm like, interested in. Yeah, okay, that, that's a I'm a Bowie statement. fan, but this is a song that I never really gave a chance to. It's Man Who Sold the World. Now, in the game, it isn't the Bowie version. It's by it's Midge Uri. Yeah. Um, I saw a comment on Steam regarding this. I find fascinating. It sort of blew my mind. I kind of want to go back and play the game again now. Um, so it was on the message board for Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain. Um, user Kak, K-A-K, says, There is a plot reason for not choosing the original version. Yeah, As you know, David Bowie is. has an album called Diamond Dogs, but the point was to use alternative, an alternative, just like Venom was the alternative to Big Boss. Oh my god. <laughs> That's yeah. so cool. And it's just so awesome that from the very beginning of the game and the weird cryptic stuff they're saying, like they're just dropping more and more hints. Well, I mean, the whole, the lyrics to Man of Sold the World do give away a lot in retrospect of the game, which yeah. I really like. So Everything to do with the soundtrack was meticulously looked over. Um, Kojima is a big fan of music, um, as we mm. saw, as we've seen with Death Stranding. Yeah. Um, which, just to kind of sidetrack onto Death Stranding a little bit, because I will take every opportunity I can to do that. When Kojima production started up, and they were taking photos with a bunch of like different like journalists, they, they had like you know gaming personalities where they're like you know do a photo like with Jeff Keighley and Shuhei and stuff like that. But then out of nowhere, it's like, oh, yeah, hey, I'm Hideo Kojima. I'm going to take a break from taking photos of Lego and spaghetti. Here's a picture of me chilling with fucking Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening, you little... What? Kojima's got emo. I love it. <laughs> oh, God. Um. So, yeah, like, we had... All this like curated music for Death Stranding. We've got Chaverches, we've got Bring the Horizon, all that type of stuff. He had that really, really cool low raw song that was in the uh, trailer. Ugh. So he does put a lot of effort into the soundtracks he puts into his game. So when I read an article um, from Kotaku framing the soundtrack in Phantom Paint to be a big fuck you to Konami, it fits really well. And I think it could be valid because he he's not the type to just be like, I like the song, put it in the game. He's like, this song means this, this, and this. And if you look from this angle, it means it's a completely different thing, but this is what I want it to represent. Here's some Lego and spaghetti. <laughs> I love him. He's crazy. I'm wearing a Kojima production shirt. I'm a shill. Kojima, yeah, if you're you listening, are. and I know you are, I will sing in your next game. You're, sh- uh, you you're shilling to- for different companies like on every other podcast, man. Well, Honestly, one of them will hit one day. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, Konami, one of- if you're listening and you want to get me for, before Kojima does, which I know you do, put me into a pachinko game. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll sing. <laughs> Konami, if you want to steal us before um, Kojima does, then actually create a game that's worth playing at any doing, point in this coming you're decade. Doing, you're doing great, baby. <laughs> no, not, but that's okay. What is happening? <laughs> Um, um, I think another sound soundtrack standout for Phantom Pain. Um, 
I was so happy when you picked this game. So happy just what to go game? back and listen to the soundtrack. She blinded me with science. Yeah. One of the most ridiculous and bonkers songs. I have these really distinct memories of just sniping people from a distance. Listen to that song. That also plays at work. <laughs> that does also with play at science. work. <laughs> 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 Be careful, we're going to get a copyright strike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I do have a list of honorable mentions. Now, there are so many. Um, memorable soundtracks and games. I'm not going to obviously not going to touch upon all of them. However, if you're listening and you have some in your head, jump onto Facebook and Twitter and tell us about them because I want to hear about them because I want to add have my own soundtracks and playlists on Spotify. These soundtracks are rad. Um, first up, and probably most recently, it was it was in my head. Don't worry, this isn't a spoiler, but there is a moment in The Last of Us Part Two where Ellie sings Take On Me acoustically and it's beautiful and, oh, my God. It's the best version of that again. song. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Uh-huh. Hey. That was, uh, yeah. that was hey. nothing. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> we have games like Bioshock Infinite. Keelan, block your ears for a moment. There are some clues to sort of time fuckery. I believe that's the term I'm looking for. Um, in the soundtrack itself. So yes. you feel like the game's set in like the 30s, the 20s, but when you're on the beach, you hear a version of a Cindy Lauper song. You're like that doesn't make sense. In once you finish the game, in retrospect, that doesn't make any sense. And then you also hear um, a barbershop quartet do a lovely version of "God God Only Knows" by Beach Boys. And I've got that stuck in my head. And oh, man, got so many feelings. Um, another game that does really well with the soundtrack is Fallout. Um, Fallout 3 has that I don't want to set the world... Oh, I love that song. I don't want to set the world on fire. You have to sound like an oldest man mm-hmm. to sing it. Yeah. Um, also that Butcher Pete song, Hacking and Whacking and Smacking, which I'm shocked was a real song just about serial killers. Uh, that, you know, that was not what I thought that song was about. I thought it was about doing gardening. Wait, Josh, what did you think it was about? Um, I thought Burnout Paradise was a great soundtrack, <laughs> personally. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> um, oh, no. I don't know what I thought it was about. It's hacking and whacking, not hacking and wanking. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> hacking and wanking and banking. Don't go to the bank. It doesn't even rhyme. <laughs> yeah, close enough. New Vegas has Ain't That a Kick in the Head and Jingle Jangle Jingle. Uh. And Flight 4 has the crazy, crazy racist song Civilization, <laughs> which I did a little bit more looking into today. I'm like, whenever I played the game, I'm like, this song sounds um, problematic at best. <laughs> and then today I looked at the notes, I'm like, oh, wow. But they also have a song about grandma gambling. Could grandma play the numbers? <laughs> So <laughs> they could probably just kick civilization off and play Grandma Plays the Numbers twice. I'd be cool with that. Um, arguably one of the best soundtracks of all time, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, which we'll get to listen again to shortly with the, when the uh, remaster comes out. You meant mm. 4, right? Uh, Underground? Yeah. Mm. Underground 2 and 4. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's on 4? What does someone stand so for? Because uh, uh, two, it? you got Superman, you got Bring the Noise. Oh, what's it called? Anarchist. I am an I am Anarchist from Sex Pistols. 
Oh, uh, Anarchy in the UK. Anarchy in the UK, <laughs> Anarchy in the UK yeah. Um, Excellent song. No, totally, yeah. You, you've even song. got, like, TNT from Jake. ACDC. Yeah, Less yeah. Than Jake, man. Less Than Jake. Oh, shit, that is good. Mm. good soundtrack. Um, you got more Goldfinger. Yeah. I think um, all the Tony Hawk games uh, stand out. In the same way, like you mentioned earlier, um, in the same sort of vein of Burnout. Mm-hmm. Tony Hawk's probably a little bit more punk, and Burnout was more pop punk. Um did I say bop punk? Pop punk. Yeah, I think you did. Like kids I'm getting old, punk. man. I don't, know, the mu- punk, I don't yeah. know what the music genres are. Like, I don't know. The kids today listen to sludge core. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> sludge core. It sounds weird. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's, it's where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles come from. Sludge core. That's <laughs> their home planet. My <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm imagining this is wet. Nope. No. Shower no. drain. Cut no. it. Delete. Right, delete. Edit. I'm, I'm um, going to... Pushed onto the next song, uh, sorry, the next soundtrack, which I think is, it, it was going to be my choice, but I just couldn't pick it over Vice City. It's Brutal Legend. Yeah. yeah. Jack Black. The game. Oh. Mm. So, <laughs> I, for, for those of you listening at home, I had never played Brutal Legend and I was like looking through like really good licensed soundtracks and I was like, oh yeah, Brutal Legend. I remember like how amazing the soundtrack was reviewed for it. Ah, oh. and then I messaged in the group, hey, do I have to have played the game? And Jesse's like, yeah, yeah, you do. Cool, I'm going <laughs> to play it. I'm harsh. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I've, I think I've spent about two and a half, three hours playing the game. And it's bonkers. Brutal Legend came out in 2009, I just want to point out. And it is the most 2009 game you could ever imagine. <laughs> And I mean that both as a compliment and as an insult because two thousand nine. Like it, you think about like who was the biggest personality in two thousand nine? It was Jack Black. Oh yeah, 100%. no doubt. Yeah, Nacho Libre just came out, and you know he was bathing <laughs> at the glow. What? <laughs> I don't fucking know. It wasn't. It wasn't. Pay me money to see that movie, and immediately forgetting what it was about when I left. Like it was. <laughs> Nacho Boy. Libre is great. Nacho it Libre was influential on everybody's sense of humor. It was fine, but didn't it come out in like 2006 or seven? 2005, yeah. Maybe I watched it late. Oh. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I went into the cinema in 2006 and it came out in 2009, okay? I think you were watching Be Kind Rewind instead or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Now that is a that film a that you made into a movie. Uh, but, right. Underrated if you are film. into If you're into classic rock or metal, this soundtrack is just in incredible i've been listening to it like all week as well i'm just man there are some incredibly like kick-ass songs like this shit is what gets you pumped when you're playing the game and you're like fuck yeah and then you have to hop out the car and then the music stops playing you're like ah and correct me if i'm wrong like i know a lot of games when they go like old school rock they go just american or just british doesn't this game go a little bit more like european as well well i mean um there's there's loads of i mean there's just so much stuff in here. Like, you've got Ozzy Osbourne, who also was a voice actor in the game mm, and mm-hmm. is hilarious and so fucking funny. Um, there's Mermaida, um, Metal, Metalocalypse Deathlock. I think they're a Swedish band off the top of my head. I think, I think so. so, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. sure. We can edit that out. Um, <laughs> there's Black Sabbath. There's Carcass. There's Mastodon. There's Judas Priest. There's just... 
there's just so much in here it's impossible to go through it all and yeah honestly cannot recommend this soundtrack enough purely because of how badass it is so yeah, that it, is my honorable mention it was very much was built f- around the soundtrack that game so yes, I had listened to the soundtrack like okay this is cool I, I do want to go play the game now the, the only reason I didn't pick it the only reason I didn't pick it um, and instead went for Vice City was because I don't feel like there's enough uh, like the the game doesn't let the soundtrack carry parts ah, okay, of the game yeah. um, so for example so you get into your car and the soundtrack kicks in you listen to some badass like really awesome heavy metal songs and then you hop out your car to you know go beat up some random enemies in the overworld and if you walk too far away from your car the music stops and that's it and then you get back to your car and a different song is playing and it's like oh i was enjoying you know mermaid and I like now when it's developers let the game like the music in the game the license music in the game sort of break the reality of the game a little bit i know mm. i don't want to give away too much because it's still kind of recent but control and I'm, i've done that organically don't look at me like that simon <laughs> no there I'm, was a no. moment in that game where a song that was written by an actual band but it was written for the game you start listening to it through headphones and then it just becomes what you're listening to while you're playing the game for a moment and it's fucking cool that's so yeah cool. it'd be like really it. really cool if it brutal legend or something like that um i think another genre as a whole that deserves credit is sports games mainly the fifa games they have really good centers mm-hmm. and they know their mm-hmm. audience because you're going to listen to a lot of kaiser chiefs and arctic monkeys and the kooks mm-hmm. it's all like uk indie stuff which i'm oh, a big but, fan of but also Actually, sometimes run the jewels yeah. Yeah. hells yeah. yeah run the jewels are gonna be in cyberpunk 2077 i am um, so pumped but just just very quickly on the note, because you're saying like, oh, like it's as British of a soundtrack as you can get with a FIFA game. Gaz, who is arguably one of the biggest indie fans I know of, hates Arctic Monkeys, and I still can't doesn't compute with me. Doesn't like Arctic Monkeys. I'm gonna give him a call after this and just berate yeah, him. For just, that. Just, just, just berate him. Be like, He's been enjoy the Arctic Monkeys, you fuck. Oh, the Arctic Monkeys, a joke. Ah, oh, I'm wasted on you people. <laughs> Are there any other honorable <laughs> mentions for soundtracks? Um, I threw it out there as a joke before, but um, I was actually thinking of bringing Burnout Paradise to take down Jesse's Burnout 3 takedown. And look, all the Burnout games have good ones. Like, what are some of the songs stand from um, it's Paradise? It's only because you it, and I... I really love Avril Lavigne's yeah, Girlfriend. Yeah, we only communicate through Avril Lavigne's songs. I have a playlist <laughs> when I play Burnout Paradise that is just Avril Lavigne's Girlfriend. And there's nothing like going over jumps and like dodging traffic and stuff. Listening to some, listen to some Avril Lavigne. Actually, like, I, I'm pretty sure like I listened to a lot of that, and I think it was a song called Cinema. And I'll just kind of like listen to drop between those two. Yeah, man. All right, um, I've actually yeah, cool. they've got a lot of yeah, classics. Like they got weird kind of dad rocky kind of things like Twisted Sister. But then they've got like Army of Me, Rise Against Again, LCD Sound System. Um. Faith No More kind of thing. And then they got, like, Nerd, like, all of a Hells. sudden. Oh, yeah, it's got Rockstar in it, doesn't it? Yeah, and then, like, Paradise oh, City yeah. starts playing every well, time you boot up the game. Paradise City. Oh, and it's Caesar. just, like... I remember that uh, bloke. The Pigeon Detectives. <laughs> that, 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 old, that old champ. <laughs> see, I think the fact that we're all getting really, really passionate... I see, they did a song shows. with Amy, 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 Amy Lee. Lee. Yeah. He did... He did. Yeah, um, Broken? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um... Yeah, broken. Yeah. I don't know. 
Maybe. We'll start a music podcast. We'll find out. Let's do it. The first case that our musical detective agency solves. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's called Broken. Oh, I looped that back around nicely. So I think we have to end the episode there just purely because it ended well there. Um, and I think, yeah, it goes to show how powerful licensed music can be in songs because how they go into our sort of our everyday life. You hear them and they just invoke memories of a certain moment in a game. I just think it's so cool. So... If you're listening and you have any, you know, cool memories of games and soundtracks or suggest- suggestions for soundtracks, or you can tell me how to pronounce that word, um, shout out. <laughs> Check us out on Facebook. We're at Story Mode Gaming Oz now on Facebook. Ooh, what does this Ooh. mean? You'll find out soon. Um, also, on Twitter, Maybe Story you should Mode start Pop. your own detective agency and find out. Ooh. <laughs> Story Mode Gaming Oz Detective Agency. Detective Agency. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> We're also on Spotify and iTunes. Um, you subscribe, leave us a review. Uh, you can also check out Fan Critical Podcasts on all good podcast services. They have a massive back catalogue of good content to check out. So make sure you do that. Um, you can also check out Fan Critical on Patreon to get access to some extra shows and access to the Discord server run by Simon Evans. You can talk about Vice City. Yeah. Because why not? Because... Vice City is amazing. It is amazing. So is Brutal Legend. It is amazing. They're all amazing. Jack Black, if you're listening, we know you are. Thank you. Oh, I right. Some one of the one of the best compliments I've ever had is being called an English version of Jack Black, and I wear that with as an absolute badge of honor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. One of the best compliments I've ever received. I expect well, you to start singing a little bit more then, Simon, please. Yes, please. Oh, All right, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Uh, well, need to need to warm my voice up a little bit, you know? Oh. <laughs> Keelan? Uh, maybe, maybe next episode. Thanks for joining us, Keels. Thank you. Josh, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Lauren, thank you. Shanks. And Jack Black, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I ended with a goof, guys. I ended with a funny, a little bit of silly banter there for you at home. And for all of you at home, thanks for listening. If you, even if you're not home, whatever. Um, stay safe. Don't just don't go outside. Um, play some games. You know, peace out, and we'll catch you next week. Mm-hmm. Lucas. Bye. 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 Episode twenty. Delete my <laughs> browser history of Ante. <laughs>